Today we're going to be dealing with 1 Corinthians 7, 29 through 31, and then we'll also be in Luke 24 today. Um, as you are looking up 1 Corinthians 7, 29 and 31, it should be up on the screen as well. We're going to be dealing with the reading of what we're continuing to be reading in, but we're also going to be dealing with the resurrection today as well and how this all connects. Uh, before I begin, I want to thank Doug for preaching last week. Um, he did a great job of uh, preaching the word and was a, a great uh, listen. Uh, one thing I can guarantee, I will not sing like him at the end, so you're welcome. Uh, he can do that because he has a good singing voice. I am blessing you by not doing that. Uh, so uh, thank you, Doug. 1 Corinthians 7, 29, 31 says this, What I mean, brothers... And sisters, in that, that the time is short, from now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not, those who mourn as if they did not, those who are happy as if they were not, those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep, and those who use the world as though they do not make full use of it, for this world, is, this world in its current form is passing away. Gonna get right to it. Point number one, time is short. Point number one, time is short. It's saying it right there in verse 29. It says, What I mean, brothers and sisters, is time is short. Paul and the Corinthians at this point, and he's talking in their circumstances, in this certain uh, time frame, but he's saying, even a little bit earlier in verse 26, he talks about it's a time of distress, it's a time of change. There is no promise of days no longer guaranteed. What about our lives today? Is there anything guaranteed for tomorrow? There's no guarantee. As the time continues to grow and gets going, there are no guarantees. The time is short. And I know this from examples. And then it moves on and says, uh, and for now, those who have wives should live as if they do not. I will tell you, as it is. This is not saying that you are not supposed to, as a man, hold to your duties. As a woman, hold to your duties and just like, hey, I gotta just take care of myself now. That's not what it's calling for, but it's also saying that, do you have your priorities correct in order? Okay? I will tell you, if it was just me in this time frame of chaos, I feel a lot better about situations. But now I have two little girls that have to be raised up into this world. Now I feel like I have a lot more to watch out for, a lot more protection. Do you have a loved one in your life that you protect? Do you have a loved one that you care for? Is it a little bit harder? Is it a little bit more of a burden? If there's someone in your life that you love, if it's a, your wife or your husband, now you care for them, it's a little bit different because now it's just not you. It's saying, be wary, because a lot of times what happens, though, in our lives is we start worrying about that other person more than Jesus or that loved one, because we start turning away from what the scripture is. So, one, time is short. Christians, all of us, if you're young, you're old, it doesn't matter. If you've been a Christian 50 years or five minutes, we all have to be ready. We all have to look for his return. And his return is important. That is the part of something so amazing that happened in the tomb 2,000 years ago. 
He rose from that tomb. And he promised he'd come back. There's the ascension and coming back. Most of you know the facts of Jesus' death. Death on a cross. Some of you know the facts that even Jesus rose again. But do you believe it and do you live it? I like that. Do we? Because some of us can know a lot of stats. I use the, the example all the time. I know a lot of stats about Michael Jordan. I don't know him. We ain't hanging out on the weekend. I knew he was like seven-time defensive player of the year. You know, you go through the stats, and I scoring champ, 6-0 in the, in the finals. Those are great stats. We do not have a relationship. You can know a lot about Jesus. does not mean you have a relationship. And in saying that, time is short. There's no guarantees. But you can do a lot in time. Sometimes people will say, oh, I wish I would have known this earlier. I wish I would have done this earlier. Well, that sometimes works out and sometimes it doesn't. I wish I would have known a lot of things earlier in my life as well. I wish I would have known how to change a car tire before I blew a tire out. <laughs> you know? Sometimes then, I will tell you, you learn quickly. You learn by doing sometimes. One example I have is sometimes you can do a lot in a little bit of time. You might have time is short, but time is also valuable. Reggie Miller, 1995 playoffs. Reggie Miller's playing the heated New York Knicks. Okay, It's a basketball game. Pacers are down, so Reggie Miller's on the Pacers. They're down six with 18.7 seconds to go. Down six, 18.7, does not look good. They have the ball. They throw the ball in. Reggie Miller takes his three-pointer, money. All right, down three with 16.4 seconds to go. Now, they're taking the Knicks are taking the ball out. They're trying to throw it in. And the guy sort of starts leaning forward, so he's got to throw, and he throws it. Reggie Miller, I'm not going to say, didn't really push the guy, but the guy sort of fell down, and the ball comes to Reggie Miller. He takes a step back, shoots it. They hit another three. Game's tied with 13.2 seconds left. In the chaos, John Stark gets fouled with no time going off because they thought they were so far down. John Starks goes to the line for the New York Knicks, misses the first one. Oh, and then now it's on. You can just tell the tension is on. He misses the next one. Patrick Ewing gets the rebound. He takes another shot. And as a Pacer fan at that time, I'm like, we just lost the game because we couldn't box out. He misses it. Who gets the rebound except Reggie Miller? And he gets fouled. He gets fouled. He goes down to the other, uh, the other end, hits two free throws, scores eight points in nine seconds. The other team gets the ball, comes down, dribbles it off his foot, and the ball goes there. Pacers win, game over. Woo! <laughs> With 18.7 seconds left, almost everyone thought it's lost. Game's over. Time might be short, but doesn't mean that time is still not on our side. Time is not. It's valuable. God has given this time that we have. What are we doing with it? Are we using it sort of like Reggie Miller, where we're giving everything we have, where it's all on the line, no matter what it looks like, 
no matter what the world looks like around us, are we giving our all for his glory? Point number two is the Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. This is the linchpin of what was going on through the Old to the New Testament of what is happening. If you're looking at Luke 24, if you want to turn there, we're going to be reading just a little bit from here as well. It starts out on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. That would have, uh, some of you would have not been able to make it. Uh, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Like, first you've got to realize, think about that. Like, you've got to think from their perspective. They are going with the assumption that they are going to be putting spices. They're going to have to have guys move the tomb away. They're going to have to have what to make this happen. They get there, and all of a sudden, it's not what they assumed. Things have changed. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. Okay, that is a definition that this is a this is an unseen realm. This is a, a spiritual encounter. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Boom. That is the linchpin of everything. And then I love this. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of the sinner, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. That's what we do today. We celebrate. We remember his words. We are supposed to remember his words daily. But this is a great time of gathering to remember what has happened on that day. Do you remember God's words? Or do you just read them in passing? Today is the day of remembering. I want you to think back of your walk with Christ. Or maybe you haven't had a walk with Christ. But I want you to think back if you did have a time when you said, God, I'm giving my life over to you. What does it look like? Has it been a daily thing? Or do we struggle sometimes to just say, hey, I remember that one time and now I can just live the way I want to live. Like, I want, like with my wife, I better be great if I said, yes, I love you, but I'm going to see a bunch of other people as well. I wouldn't be standing in front of you at this moment. I'd be stabbed. Joking. She would not kill me. Don't, don't think of that. But think about it, though. You could say something. Oh, I love you. I want to be with you. But I'm going to do these other things. What is it? And this is not a works. It's never. It's grace through faith. But don't, be, don't get it twisted. If you are in a relationship with someone, then if you say you love someone, then there is fruit. Shocking that Jesus talked about fruit all the time. What is the fruit of your life? What is the fruit of your labors? Is the fruit for yourself? The fruit of your life. Then Jesus shows himself on the road to Emmaus. And then Jesus appears to his disciples. So I want to skip down to verse 36 because I think this is so cool. 
while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. What a boss move. Peace be with you. He comes in out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They were startled and frightened, to say the least. Thinking they saw a ghost, he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts raise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When they had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they were still, they still did not believe because of joy and amazement. He asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of boiled fish and he took it and he ate in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you why I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. I want you to know that this is the completion of the Old Testament. We have been talking about this a long time. Some people want to separate this. No, this is the completion. This is from the beginning of when Adam sinned, the fall. God had a plan all along, and this was the plan, and this was the completion of the plan. And that's why I want us to look at today as joy and amazement in all of being like, you believe that someone died and literally rose again. Because if not, what we're doing is for nothing. If you don't believe this, this is all for show. This is fake. This is nothing. But it isn't. This is the real deal. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Because then it talks about at the end, it says... The world in its current form is passing away. Do you see that today? The world is passing away. We all know it. We see it. It's not, it should not come as a shock. Do we live like the world is passing away or do we love the world? We need to not strive for what the world views as good, but what God does. It is going away, and one day it will all be over. Point number three. Today is the day. Today is the day. We were just talking about how things of the world are passing away. And I like how Morris comments this. He says, there is nothing solid and lasting in the world system. It is the nature to pass away. It is folly for believers to act as though it values were permanent. They did a study, because right now, a thing right now that is very popular is TikTok, okay? They're, it's in the Congress, it's being talked about. They did a study of people watching TikToks. It's short videos, okay, of sometimes funny, sometimes ridiculous, sometimes crazy theories of just videos and people flipping through them and you can just get lost in them in the generation today. They did a study where they asked the people to name the last five TikToks they just watched. The percentage was in the teens that people could remember one. The world is passing away because we put it into things that is meaningless. They could name, name one? It's just like, okay. It's what it is. And how many times in our lives have we fallen in? Maybe it's not TikTok, but maybe it's something else in our life. 
that we've put, and it's just something we are swiping through because we wasted it. We wasted it. God does not want us to waste our time. Time is short. And that's why it's important. The whole Jesus' death, resurrection, ascension. Because Jesus now sits at the right hand of God on our behalf. Thank Jesus for him being there. And the reason why that's so important is because today is the day you, you don't want to miss Jesus. You could know facts about Jesus, but you could miss him. How many times did Jesus in the scripture say to the Pharisees that you missed him? How many times did he talk about the times that, like, I'm among you? And people saw him face to face. The rich young ruler saw him, said, talked to him face to face, and he turned to him. He turned away. Because Jesus asked to say, give all your riches away. Because he knew that was still number one in his heart. And he turned and walked away. I always found this amazing because this is what Christians do today. This is what Christians do today. Jesus let him walk away. Christians are like, no, no, no. We can find some compromise to make this work out. We can make something because we like you. We want to hang out. I am sorry. That is not the Jesus in the Bible. Jesus said, okay, you've made your decision. I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep preaching it. That's what i got to tell you. Today is the day. You can hold on to that in your heart if you want to. But I'm telling you, don't. Don't, because many in the end will say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? And Jesus will turn to them and say, I never knew you. I didn't know you. Here's a little secret. That verse is scary. Correct? Because, and it's good if it is scary, because you're putting God in the right place. Because he's the judge. But I want you to know, you can have trust that Jesus is at the right hunt. He's with me. He's with me. He knows me. Right? Because I got no other stuff to offer. Nothing to offer. This is what, I, I'm going to play a video uh, I never thought I'd play this video, but I, th on an Easter Sunday, but I think this is like how many of us like are going to try, not, hopefully not us, but some people are going to try to, I would say, respond when that day does come. Hold that plane! Sure. You, you can't go in there! It's okay! The reason why I picked that video is because time is short. He's running. He's like, I want in. I want to get in. And then he's like, so why are you coming in? And he offers that he's a limo driver. I think some of us are like, well, I, I went to church. Like, or I knew somebody. I, you know, I love someone. Like, we're going to offer these, like, things that mean nothing. Nothing to God. They're not, they're, they're wasted. They're dirty rags. They're, it's, a, it's nothing. 
and you're going to run and you're going to be too late. And you're going to miss it. I'm asking you not to miss it. I'm asking you to say, I know Jesus, the Son of God. I want to finish with a couple of things of saying, how do we know that Jesus was risen? How do we know this? Well, there are so many stats, and I'm just going to name a few. One is that the tomb was empty. I am telling you, they were guarding the tomb because they knew that they didn't want people to come in and take out Jesus. They knew that there, this was, situation was not over. The tomb was guarded. The fact that the tomb was empty is a huge no-no on this situation because people then wanted to stop it, try to find the body. Jesus appeared multiple times. It wasn't like, hey, I saw him off in the distance. He has showed up multiple times to multiple people, to multiple witnesses. Luke even says these witnesses are still alive. Go find them. He's talking like you could still find them today. Over 500 people have been even talked about. What is also amazing is the apostles were in fear and trembling, and then all of a sudden they're willing to die horrific deaths for Jesus. I am telling you, if I found out something was fake, I'm not dying the way these apostles died. I'm saying I'm done with it. I was good, <laughs> made some mistakes, but you know, I love people, I moved on. They all, all of them went down, standing on this to preach it out. Let us not make something like the video where we come up with these false credentials. The only thing that we can stand on is what happens today. Did Jesus rise or not? That is what we stand on. And I tell you, I stand on that. And I'm asking you to stand on that, not just today, but every day. So a few questions that you ask. Have you stood that on that in your life? Where are you at in your life right now? Did you miss it? Maybe you're a person that needs encouragement because there's someone in your life right now that time is short and they don't know Christ. And today I'm saying, as long as there's still breath in their lungs, you got two knees to be on and pray for them. Pray for them. Maybe you've said all you can and you pray that God has someone else speak in their life. There's encouragement. There's still time. There's still time to be bold. There's still time to be loving. There's still time to be kind. But I'm telling you, there is time is short. Maybe you've bargained with God. Say, hey, I can, I used to be able to like, maybe you're really good with like easing yourself around sins. Like, oh, that wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it was a white lie. That's not as bad as a bad lie. And you start ranking what your sins are. I'm asking you not to do that. I love 1 John 1, 9. I'm going to start in verse 8. It says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But... 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10 says, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. But if you confess with your mouth that you're a sinner, you repent, you turn to him, you can know that he purifies. That is not just, hey, yeah, you're, you're good. No, you are made clean. You are made right. You are made back with God. He has purified you. Nothing by nothing what you've done. But what he did on that cross and then on that resurrection to conquer death. I'm going to ask you right now, where are you at? Where are you at? Do you live that way? Or do you live for self? Or do you live 50-50? Tell you, for the longest time, I used to live 50-50. I like being in the world at times, and then I like being over here because I want to make sure I have heaven when I die. Like, it's like my... That's, that's not the way. You're all in or you're not. Just like the rich young ruler. I'm asking you to be all in. We're going to do communion here in a minute. And communion really is a family bonding. It's someone that, it's something that connects us all together through the blood and sacrifice of what Jesus did. And if you take it, you're supposed to be a believer. So I'm going to ask here in a couple minutes, if you're, a, if you're not a believer, I'm going to ask you to become one, to start, to start that process to give your life fully over. Maybe also some of you haven't been living that way. And you're done with that. And you need to be, God, I'm giving it all to you. I'm giving it all. I'm not giving 85 I'm not giving 75. I'm not saying you won't make mistakes. We're human. Until God comes back, we will make mistakes. But I'm asking, I'm all in. I'm in a committed relationship. Believing loyalty to the one true God. I'm going to ask right now, let's just pray. Is there any father? I just... I thank you for everyone here right now. But if there's anyone here that you are just pressing in on, saying, today's the day, do not miss it. That I, I want to live fully for you for the first time. I've never committed to you. I've never wanted to. I've thought a lot about you, but I've never to you. If you'd like to do that right now, I would just ask that you raise your hand. I'm not even going to have you stand up. I'm not going to have you do anything. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. that 
saying, I have not been living for him at all. Or I've not been living for him to my full capacity of time. I've been not committed to this relationship fully. I've been living part in the world, part into my own self. If you're there, you're saying, God, I want you to take it all. I want you to have it all. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand at this time. tell anyone else, but I am challenging you right now. You have to be able to inform someone else. If we confess it to other people, it becomes real. If we just hide it and we're like, oh, then we're not fully in. So I'm telling you that you need to talk to someone else today. Say, hey, I'm all in. I raised my hand because there were many hands up. Find someone to hold you accountable. That's why we do the discipleship groups. That's why we do all this stuff. It's because we want you to be fully, spiritually right with God. Mark 14. Says this, verse 22. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. You, you can drink his cup. You can be with him. And I'm asking you to do that. We're going to do communion now. So if you feel in your life that, hey, I want to share this bread, I want to take this cup, please come up at any time you want. If you are unable to get up and you need us to bring it to you, just wait till the end and then hold up your hand and Jay and I will bring it to you to make sure that it gets to you. But make sure that this time is you and God time. Pray to him we're singing, we worship with him, but it's just a time for you and God to be right, to put priorities right, to put him first in your life. Not money, not things, not house, not car, not other people. Put him first. Jay, would you come up and help? You are able to come up and 